Well, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 546. And today, we're going to be picking up where we left off from part one, and that is the A of pace. Now, if you missed what pace is, and we kind of are referring to this as the pace of your business as far as being successful, there's four different pillars that go into building a successful business. Well, this is part two of pace, and we're going to talk today about the A, and that is getting attention in your market. Now, if you missed that, go back, check out episode 545, and then also I'll link up to episode 542 is where we talked all about the pace method and the four pillars that make up you know, really this whole method that we're talking about. So Chris, are you ready to jump into part two, the A of pace and getting attention in your market? I absolutely am. This is this is one of the more fun ones for everybody. It and this is. is where a lot of people focus their time, energy, and effort. And so I think it's going to be an interesting discussion. But you know, Scott, before we jump into it, I think people need to understand that before you get to this place, you have to be solid in the P, that preparation foundation place before you can even worry about this. And it's a it's a mistake that we see businesses make quite often where they go, I'm just going to go talk to my market and do all of these things. But if you don't have the foundation that uh, that preparation and foundation in place before you do that, you can spend a whole lot of money and do a whole lot of things that don't result in a whole lot of benefit. Yeah. So I wanted to kind of throw that out there as a disclaimer. If you haven't listened to that episode, if you don't have that stuff in place, make sure you do that first. Yeah. And, and that's why we're doing these in order, because really, if you're starting from scratch, you're going to want to start with the P and you're going to want to, you know, create a really strong foundation and really prepare and and doing the preparation that we talked about in that episode. And again, if you're already, you know, maybe building your business and you want to sure up the foundation a little bit or make it a little bit, a little bit better, you can always improve any one of these pillars. So in this case, this is, uh, we're going to be talking about the A, which is how to get attention in your market because, you know, we can have a great foundation. We can have a great business. We can have great products, great market. But if we don't know how to get attention in our market, that's a problem. That's a problem. So the three things that we're going to be talking about is how to identify who your market is. We're also going to talk about how do we locate them? How do we find out where they're hanging out? And then from there, what do we use to attract them? What do we use them to get them to raise their hand? So why don't we start with number one, identifying the market, who they are. Where would we start with this, Chris? Well, I think it starts, Scott, in that that even that first phase that we talked about, right, inside of the P, the preparation foundation. And we've already done this a little bit. Uh, We made sure that there was a market there, right? right? So where I would start with this is by going back and saying, okay, where did I find groups of people who are in my market, right? And in a lot of cases, that's going to be social media. That's going to be Facebook. That's going to be YouTube. That's going to be those kinds of places. We're going to go back to that list of places and start to see who the people are, right? Start to understand the, the terms that they use, their, even their demographics and, and the way that they think about the market by joining those Facebook groups, by actually diving into the YouTube content and watching some of it and starting to understand that. Does that make sense? It, is that where you would start too? Yeah, it, it is. And it's kind of funny because the identify and the locate are kind of the same in a sense, but they're different. And what I mean by that is like, if you're in the market and you already know a little bit about the market, then you can pretty much identify who that person is, right? And I like to refer to it as a person because we are going to be connecting, especially when we get into the cultivation, which is the C of pace. 
We need to know who we're communicating with. Now, you may already know who that is or you may think you know, but as we locate them and then once we start to understand maybe a little bit more of who they are, and you might even find out more as you start to run some Facebook ads and you start to run some paid traffic, you might also be able to learn more through that because you're going to see analytics on the back end of that. Who's interacting with your ad? Who's you know who's uh, commenting? Who's uh, liking? Like you're going to be able to see more of that stuff as we move forward, but at the very, very basic level, I would like you to sit down again with your pad of paper and and like write down who you think is your market. Identify who that is. If it's you, then identify who you are and then that might be the market and you can kind of take that and then start to go a little bit deeper and uh, and, and really understand who that is and, and eventually we're going to want to build what we call an avatar. The person like right down to like what kind of car they might drive or or maybe they, you know, if it's someone in the fishing market, maybe there's someone that is driving a truck that has the picture of a bass on the back of the window, which that actually is something I seen just the other day near a pond or at a pond where I live near uh, my house. And I seen a white truck and on the back of it, it had a big bass, you know, sticker on the back and they offloaded their little John boat so they can go out and do some bass fishing. So again, right away, I kind of know it's probably that person and I can probably say maybe between 30 and 40 and probably might even have a camo hat on and, uh, you know, cause they're probably a hunter as well. Like I'm just guessing here, but I'm trying to paint that picture of who I'm communicating with or who I'm speaking with, because once we get into the next pillar, which is cultivation, we're going to want to know that. So we know how to communicate a little bit better with that, uh, that person in our market. So that's what we call our avatar. Uh, does that make sense, Chris? It does. Now, I am going to disagree slightly with you here, Scott, and okay. I don't, I, I'm really not going to disagree. I think I'm just going to try to clarify something, and I, you, you might actually agree with me on it. For me, I like to have an understanding of who that person is, but I'm not going to go at this point, just, just in the identification portion, I'm not going to go quite as far as building out the entire avatar and saying between 30 and 40 and, and those kinds of things, right? I'm going to operate more on an interest base at first. So are they really interested in fishing? Yes. Does that mean that they're also interested in having a boat or some of those other things? Absolutely. And we build that out in, in kind of a loose way. And then as we start to get into stage three here in the, the, the attention and start to try to attract those people, I'm going to let that data inform the rest of that profile. Because what I found is a lot of times if I say, Oh, it's, you know, it's men between 30 and 40, right? We guess wrong. <laughs> Absolutely. And so, you know, I, I think it's fine to write down what you think the market is, but don't let that color your um, your profile moving forward. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like what I what I don't what I don't want people to take away from that is okay. So when I run my first Facebook ad, I'm going to restrict it to people who like fishing, and it's going to be men that live in Texas between 30 and 40, right? Because what might actually happen is while the guys love fishing, their wives buy them all of the stuff. Mm. So I might want to have the guys on my list, but if the wife is going to be the person who buys everything because the only time he gets fishing stuff is when it's his birthday or something, right? Then maybe I need to change who my customer target is at that point. But we'll figure that out in a little bit. Um, the, the entire rest of that outside of the like saying exactly what their demographic structure looks like, I think is, is spot on. So I just wanted to kind of clarify that because in my mind, a lot of times when we've done that in the past, we were completely wrong. Right. Oh <laughs> so. yeah. No, no, absolutely. And I was, 
wasn't saying like right out of the gate you're gonna know no, that. No, no, yeah. It's it's kind of that's where we're headed, right? And what I meant by that was like you know once you start to run ads, once you start to maybe get your own Facebook page, and you can start to see some analytics, you're gonna start to really kind of you know zone in on on who that is. Again, I'm guessing at first, and a lot of times we are guessing wrong because the data will tell us more than anything and the conversations that we have with people will start to also uh, you know paint that picture a little bit clearer for us. Um, but in the beginning, you're right. We're we're gonna want to say like okay, you know, someone that likes fishing um, also might or you know bass fishing might also like fly fishing right it's going to be that broad and then we'll start to zone in but in the beginning just what do you think i guess what is your best guess is where i would start and then start to hone it in um, and then by locating where they are and that's kind of like the second part of this locating where they are that also goes now back into and i actually did a video on this on youtube i did a video actually on all four of these um, and depending on when you're listening to this they will be airing um, on my whiteboard Wednesdays on YouTube. So definitely check out uh, the YouTube channel, theamazingsellertv.com, and you'll find those over there. Um, they're a little bit of a shorter version, but it also shows you and really details out the different steps uh, through this process. But it also, like in this case, like I would draw an arrow from locate where, you know, locate them and where they're hanging out. And I would direct that back again to identifying who they are because that will continually help us refine who they are. Um, and so that, that I think is the most important point. And like you and I were talking like really specific details and whether or not, you know, you, you should give them demographic, but really this is an ongoing process. This absolutely. is not a thing where you say, okay, well, my ideal customer is Susie and she is a 38 year old mother of four and she is the only person that will buy my product, right? That might be your ideal customer right now. But as we start to expand out that product line, it might be Jennifer, right? Mm-hmm. It might be somebody else that meets some of those same criteria, but also has other interests. So right. as we start to grow, as we start to get into like pillar three and four, the cultivation and expansion, that that personality, that person that we're going after may shift a little bit. And right. as we learn more about the audience, it's gonna shift a little bit. And you and I have seen that in the new brand. Our target for who we're going after has changed as we start to grow that brand. So. Right, right. And and again, I, I think, you know, once you are, you know, really honing in on this, especially when we get into the cultivation stage here, you know, in, in that pillar, we are going to want to paint a picture of maybe one person that we're speaking with, because when you're writing your emails and you're communicating with that person, you want to write it as though you're writing it to one person, although you'll be writing it to many and you, you don't want to be, so you're only, only going to be speaking to that one person, but in a sense, you know, that that is going to resonate with everyone pretty much that's on that list because you've done your homework and you've really put out the right bait in a sense. I mean, look at that, Chris fishing. Bait. I see, I see you what it? you did there. You see what I did there. So, you know what I mean? Like we want to be able to put out the right stuff that attracts them the right ones, right? Like if we use, you know, like a certain lure that attracts a bass fish, you know, like, well, if we try to catch a uh, walleye, probably not going to work the same right? Like we're going to need more of a bottom feeder there or bottom, you know, bouncer or something. And I'm totally making up stuff. I have done some walleye fishing uh, with a buddy of mine and, um, and you do, you kind of bounce along the bottom. You wouldn't probably be doing that same type with bass. Um, you probably could a little bit, but that's not really where they hang out. Right. So again, we got to find out where they're hanging out and what kind of bait they want. It's the same thing we're going to be doing with our audience uh, or the people that are in our market is we want to put out something that we know that they're going to be interested in. And by identifying who they are and where they're located, that's going to help us put out the right stuff to get them to raise their hand. 
All right. So let's move into the attract part, Chris, here. And then we can always go back and start talking about those other things. But like right now, we've got three things that we're talking about here in the A of how to get attention in your market. Number one, we have to identify who they are. We have to locate where they are. And then we have to attract them with something that will get them to raise their hand. Where do we want to start with attract uh, and, and as far as like what to put out there for them? Well, I think I think the first thing is understanding that this process is a lot easier than it sounds. <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> right? is. Like, how do we attract people? And you and I kind of have a tongue in cheek thing that we say. And it's like it sounds like this really complicated thing. But really, all we have to do is find something cool and put it in front of people. Right. Absolutely. We know who the people are. We know where they are at this point. And so what we have to figure out is what they want. Right. And in a lot of cases, the easiest place to get started here is with a giveaway like you and I have talked about. If we're trying to build our email list, we're trying to start to attract some eyeballs. The easiest way to do that is to create a giveaway, going through those Facebook groups, seeing the products that they're talking about and putting together a bundle or something like that and serving it up to them. Right. Through something like Facebook ads or Instagram or any of those kinds of places, wherever they're wherever they happen to be hanging out. That would probably be where I would start if I was starting from scratch in any brand. But a giveaway is not the only thing that you can do. And it's not necessarily going to work in every market, right? If you're targeting the higher end people in a market, if you're targeting expert fishermen, they might be more interested in something like, uh, you know, an ebook on the or a video series on the 10 ways to catch the most bass in the shortest amount of time. Right. And that might actually work better for you. But the the long story short of this stage of the process is we have to find something cool and we have to put it in front of people. Does that make sense? Yeah, it, it does. And again, I would probably go back and uh, and mention our uh, our list building workshop because that does illustrate how to attract your ideal customer or person in your market. So the amazing forward slash build list will take you there, totally free workshop. Um, and this will really allow you to start building the list, okay? But then once we get into the C, the cultivation, that's where a lot of people get hung up because they're like, okay, cool. Now I know how to attract them, right? And, and get them to raise their hand, but now what do I do with them? I gotta be able to communicate with those people and when do I offer things to them? And you know, should I offer things to them? And you know, how should I speak to them? Like, so there's all of those other questions, but first we have to figure out this part of the process, right? And that's why we need to just really break it down and chunk it down. And especially in this pillar, that's why I'm doing it in these three different chunks is just identifying who they are, locating where they are, and then attracting them with certain things that will get their attention. And this may take some, you know, trial and error. You may put something out there and go, eh, it didn't work that well. And then you put something else out like, holy crap, like people are going crazy over this thing. You may have to test different types of bait just as you would as if you were fishing. It's the same idea, right? You, you, something that works uh, over in this market might not work in this market. So you have to, you have to learn more about your market. What are they interested in? And I think a good one here is even just going to YouTube and seeing like what people are unboxing in your market, right? Like do an unboxing search in your market for fishing gear and see what comes up, right? What are people buying? Uh, you know, like by you seeing what people are buying is going to also allow you to see what the market is interested in. And then you can use that as, you know, your lead magnet. We call that a lead magnet, right? It's something that's going to attract people, but also it's a potential future product that you could potentially sell. If it's not like a major name brand is you can have something that's an accessory that goes around a major brand, something like that. So, you know, there's a lot of different ways that we can do this, but 
in the beginning, you are going to be testing things. And the one thing I would say, and we talk all about this in the list building workshop is, you know, you need something that is going to get people to say, holy crap, like I need to enter to, to try to win this thing, right? You don't do something that's just like a $15 little lure, right? Like not probably not going to work that well, but if you did something that was like a hundred dollar package of lures, it's probably going to get more attention or, you know, the top, you know, uh, maybe it's the top fishing rod that is, uh, you know, that is trending right now that everyone is, is kind of going crazy over. Maybe that's the thing, but also your tackle box would go well with that or your fishing vest or something like that. Um, but again, we talk all about that in the list building, but right now we have to, we have to understand what the market is buying and what they would want in order to do that. Um, whether we're launching new products or if we are using this as a way to get people to raise their hand. Um, what, I else, think what else you want to add? Chris? The, the other thing I wanted to dive into here really quick, Scott, is we talked about how like the locate and identify is kind of a circle. Yeah. The attract, I think, is also part of that, right? Mm. Because what we're going to find, and, and you mentioned maybe two different markets, right? But the people on YouTube that are into phishing are going to be looking for different things potentially than the people who are on Facebook. Mm. And so we have to kind of understand where we can hit our stride here and what has worked really well for us based on what we're actually putting out in this phase, right? Mm. In, this, in this chunk. And that's also going to tell us who they are and where they hang out because we may find that there's actually two different audiences, right? The people who are watching bass fishing videos and are interested in different things on YouTube might be more advanced, right? So we're going to have to talk to those people differently if we decide to use YouTube as a channel versus the people who are on Facebook in the, in the fishing groups maybe uh, are more likely to enter our giveaways and interact with us via email because they have beginner questions, right? And so that really helps us to identify based on the bait that they're taking, right, exactly who those people are and what differentiates them from everybody else in the market. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I mean, again, like, like you said, it's, it's going to take time, um, but it's, it's going to, uh, you know, you have to think about it as if you are figuring out the market but you're also testing with different things. You won't know it until you actually put it into play. Um, I actually did a little search here while you were um, elaborating there, and I did a search on YouTube here on the fly, and I just typed in fishing lures. And the On the fly? Uh, on the fly. Got that? Wow, that's good. We are doing really well with this. Um, so I, I came Everybody's up, turning the podcast off right yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I, uh, I, I just typed in fishing lures, and uh, the first one that came up is bass fishing for beginners. What lures and tackle do you buy first? How to fish. Right. So what I would do is I would look at that, especially if I'm targeting beginners. And then I would say, maybe what I do is I take everything that this person mentioned because it got 265,000 views in four months. Maybe I take that stuff and I make the ultimate beginners bass fishing package. Right. And now I'm attracting people that are beginner bass fishermen. Maybe I want to go after more advanced people. So I find something that was a little bit more advanced. All right. So again, I just did one simple search and then this video, you know, will kind of tell me what uh, what I should probably be putting into a little bundle. Um, so that's pretty cool to be able to do that. And I'm actually going through this as we speak. Yeah, so I mean, you know, it's, uh, it's something that you can do going through YouTube. You can go on Instagram. You can go on Facebook. Your market is probably going to be on different platforms. Maybe they're not going to be on YouTube. Maybe they're going to be on Instagram. You need to just go out there and do more digging, or in this case, more fishing. And... Uh, <laughs> This is getting a little out of hand. Uh, we should actually probably like learn something about fishing. I know very uh, little. Um, I have <laughs> I have fished. Um, I know very little, but um, yeah, we probably should so we make better references. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, so just to again, kind of 
break this down so this way here you understand that no matter where you are right now in your brand, you may have a successful brand right now selling on Amazon only, all right? Well, this this part of this this process, like this pillar is huge for you, right? And the, 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 the C, the cultivation is going to be huge for you. Those two alone are huge because it has to do with building your external channel, a list in a sense, because that's what we can do with this. And then cultivation is really about how to communicate with those people and then how to get in front of those people on a regular basis. I mean, if you can get in front of your ideal customer more frequently than just Amazon, don't you think that your sales would probably increase and your brand would probably be stronger and you would be able to diversify and you wouldn't have to just rely on one channel? I mean, I think that makes a lot of sense. And again, depending on where you are, you can always come back to one of these pillars and probably enhance or improve this or refine it or test something new. So just keep it simple. But what I want you to do here is I really, really do want you to grab that pad of paper that we talk so much about. And I want you to start exploring your market, right? Start understanding your market. Can you tell me who they are? Can you tell me where they hang out? Can you name three locations on where they hang out, right? Can you tell me three things that you think that would get their attention, right? So just grab that pad of paper, write down pace, circle the A, and this is the attention portion, right? One, identify who, two, locate where, and three, attract, and then start filling in below each one of those. And that there will start to allow you to identify like what you can do to grab attention in your market. What else you want to add to that, Chris? I just want to kind of expand on what you were just saying, Scott, because you were talking about how this this pillar is is big for people. And in the preparation foundation pillar, that that to me, we're up and we're selling on Amazon at that point, mm, right? Yeah. Amazon is is absolutely where we start. Pillar two, right? Like if, if we were to build uh, a house on pillars, right? If we had one pillar, it'd be a pretty wobbly house. As soon as we add a second pillar, it's a lot more stable, right? Mm. There's still some issues. It still might fall off at some point, but we're a lot more stable with two supports than we are with one. And the thing that's kind of interesting here, and you and I have talked about this in the past, it's called, it's in marketing, it's called like the 3% rule or something like mm -hmm. that, right? Yeah. 3% of any given market at any time is ready to buy the thing, right? Your thing. Amazon has the 3%, right? Pillar two and getting attention allows us to start to address the other 97% of people that are interested in that market, right? Mm. The people who might have already bought a similar product to yours, but would be willing to change if they, they understood the differences, the people who have a need for your product, but don't, aren't, aren't ready to buy it yet. The people who don't even know that they have the need yet, or the people who are just kind of passively interested in the market that if we put the right deal in front of them would move to one of those other stages. That's the vast majority of your market. And when we're only relying on Amazon to drive our business forward, we're only addressing 3% of everybody that we could be addressing. And this pillar, this attention pillar really starts to allow us to start to talk to and introduce ourselves to the other 97% of people in the market simply by giving them something that they're interested in, right? Hooking them up with a giveaway or giving them some education or doing something like that. And after we've done that, we can start to take that 97% 
and like a fire hose, direct that traffic to wherever we want it to go, whether that's to Amazon, whether that's to our own site, whether that's to a funnel, right? Any of the other things that we'll talk about in the cultivation and expansion section, this really lays the groundwork for that. And this is where we start to expand out our reach beyond the people who are ready to buy something this second. And that expansion is absolutely critical for the stability of your business long term. Yeah. And, you know, I want to I want to also bring people back to the preparation foundation that we talked about in in the first pillar. And if you go back and you listen to kind of how that's all put together and I'll just I'll kind of recap here, but there's five different components inside of the P and that is, you know, choosing a good market and then choosing good products you know, understanding your why personally, but then also your brand story and why you're you're building this business and this brand. And then four is creating the roadmap and the plan. And then five is your assets. And I want to really talk about the assets because once you understand how to figure out how to get attention, that's a skill set. That's an asset that you now have, not just for this business, but for any business that you want to consult with or that you want to build in the future, this is a skill set that once you understand how to identify who they are, locate where they are, and know how to attract people in certain markets, that's a that's an asset. That's a skill set that you now have. So if you learn how to do this, you, you also are a, a better asset to your business and anything that you work on in the future. So I really want to highlight that. And I also want to bring it back to once we know a little bit more about our market and we know how to identify them and locate them and, and attract them. Well, guess what? We have a better understanding of, of what the market wants. Guess what? We can launch products. We can maybe go into a sub market because we found out that, you know, fishermen that like bass fishing also hunt. You know what I mean? Like, so there's different things that will come from doing this part of, you know, this process. And, and that is the four pillars of pace is really being able to then use them alongside each other and they'll help support each other. Now, it doesn't mean it has to be like that right out of the gate right now. You're like, OK, I need to identify who the market is. I need to locate where they are and I need to find out how to attract them. That's good. But understand, we can always come back here and then take what we learned here and go back even further into the first pillar, which is preparation foundation. And then we can start to even work on that a little bit deeper. And I think that's important for people to understand. Yeah. And w one last thing I wanted to share here, Scott, and it's something that just popped into my head as you were going through that. This this pillar and the cultivation pillar, I think, is where most people get stuck. It, it, you know, and it's one of those things where like you hear people talking about, oh, I, I built a million dollar business and then it took me 10 years to take that from one to 10 million. And there was like one thing that I had to shift and it was always in my mindset. And I think, you know, the thing that's interesting is the thing that makes this pillar and the cultivation pillar the hardest for people is that they think that they have to be perfect mm. because in the preparation foundation, there is a lot of a lot of science, right? We know how much something there's there's a lot of hard numbers. We know exactly how much our product costs. We know exactly what profit we can make. We know all of those things. And so if you were able to look at it from a numbers standpoint, in a lot of cases, you could get into that preparation foundation phase and do okay. This starts getting getting into more of like the art and science of business, right? And we don't have to do this perfectly. In fact, you can actually do this pretty poorly <laughs> and still come out of it with some excellent results, right? Like, yeah. And you and I have talked about this in the new brand, right? 
we didn't know. We just kind of fumbled our way into that market up front. Now, I think we're a lot better now in terms of our messaging, in terms of the ads that we run, in terms of our targeting. But up front, we were super generic with stuff. And we were still able to build a large list. And up front in, in cultivation, we'll dive into this more. We were terrible. Like if you go back and read some of the first emails, we did really bad copy <laughs> for that market. And we've been able to refine that over time. And I think a lot of people get hung up on being perfect in the attention. Uh, they, they need to put out that perfect piece of bait, right? It needs to be perfect or, or no one will come and everybody will remember it forever. Well, guess what? As soon as you stop running that ad that didn't work for you, no one's going to remember it, right? No one's going to worry about it and you can move on and you can do that. You have to get in and actually start to do this. And even if you're not doing it well at first, you're going to get better at it. But it's one of those things that you can't just look at numbers on a piece of paper and say that product will work or that offer will work for this market. You have to actually test it. And I know that's scary for a lot of people, but it doesn't have to be. And I, I just wanted people to know that even if you don't do it very well at first, that you can still come out of it with some good results. As long as you're following these three steps, right? Figuring out who they are, figuring out what they want, and then figuring out how to give it to them. Yeah, that's great, great points. And I wanted to, uh, I wanted to give people before we we do uh, wrap this one up here is, uh, you know, I did do a full video. Uh, it wasn't that long. I believe it was like maybe ten minutes. And it's eleven I, minutes. Yeah, and I, and I went through um, five lead magnets to build your email list. All right. And, you know, we're talking a lot about building our email list, but it's basically just getting attention and then from getting the attention to getting them on some type of list so we can communicate with them. So whether that's an email list, a messenger list, whether that's a Facebook group, whatever it is, right, you need something that's going to attract them. And I'm just going to kind of run through these really quickly. But if you want, I will link that up as well. And you can watch that um, and go through that because I think it's you know, I, I break each one down, but I also explain the benefits of each one. And, and you may say, you know what, there's two of these I know I could do because it doesn't have to just be a contest. All right. We find that the contest is an easy one that anyone can do pretty much right out of the gate. Okay. And then we can then move into the cultivation pillar and start communicating with them. But you have the contest. That's the number one way that we always pretty much do in anything that we kind of start out in because number one, it's quick, it's easy, and we get validation that the market wants something. Um, it's worked consistently for us. It really has. Um, so the contest, and again, theamazingseller.com forward slash build list will take you to a free workshop where we actually walk you through exactly how we've done that numerous times. The second thing, and a lot of people don't understand that they can use this as a lead magnet, as a way for people to, to raise their hand. And then you know that they're on your, uh, you know, or they're, they're in your market and then they can become someone on your list is a PDF download, some type of download. And it doesn't have to be like this major ebook. Now, if you have an ebook, uh, and an ebook is just a digital book that you, you can, you know, people can download and they can read, but a, a PDF download could just be like, maybe you talk about the top 10 lures and, and why, um, you know, why they're useful. Or maybe five things that you should um, always take with you on your, um, you know, during your bass tournament or something so you can win, right? It could be just a little cheat sheet or some little checklist or it's a grocery list. If you're doing like a paleo diet or something and there's a grocery list and you're going to download that, that's a PDF download. And most markets, they want these, right? Because it's something they can download, they can print out and they can use it. Okay. So those are really good. And, and what you can do is you can say, Hey, you want this? Cool. All you got to do is just put your name and email address in and we'll give it to you. Or you want to jump on the messenger list? Just go ahead and let us know yes or no. And then they will become part of your list. So it's PDF download. Very easy to put together. You can have someone do it 
very inexpensively, or you can just do it yourself. Um, the next thing is, and this is number three, is uh, video series. Um, pretty much everyone in in any market could put together a video series. And everyone thinks that's to be this, this pro series. It doesn't have to be. It could be you in your boat out on the pond or in the lake shooting, you know, five videos that are going to help them uh, as a beginner, right? So there's five things that you must know while you know, bass fishing or five things that you must have in your tackle box. And it could be five videos, right? Little short five minute videos. And then you can link those together and you can give them away in exchange for their email address. Very easy to do. Four, again, is similar to the PDF downloads, checklists. A lot of people don't realize that checklists, it could be a one page document, but heck, if I'm going to the, if I'm going to go to the Home Depot because there's something you showed me how to do at home and it requires parts and I want to go to Home Depot, I can print this thing out and then I'm off to the races. Um, so that's four. And then five is a free plus shipping offer. That's a little bit more complicated, but it's really, really worth doing once you get to a certain stage in your business. But a free plus shipping works really good because what we do here is we offer something uh, like, for example, let's say we were going to offer someone, uh, I don't know, it was a free uh, lure. All you had to do is cover shipping and handling, and it was $5.99. Well, immediately on the back end, I could offer them a bundle set of my lures for $29.95. So instantly, I have them cover shipping. Probably even part of the cost of the goods will be in the shipping because shipping is usually universal. So it might be $3.99 to you, but it might be $5.99 to someone else. So it kind of averages itself out. Um, you might even break even just on that. Uh, but then on your back end, that's where you would make some money or you would just get a customer that has a that is on your email list that is an actual customer, someone that actually typed in their credit card number, which we all know is a little bit more qualified as someone that will buy in the future. So that's free plus shipping. Um, and again, I'm not gonna go into all the details, but that's just, that's five things. There's more, but that's five that I wanted to give you. And like I said, I'll link up to that video where I, I kind of map everything out on the whiteboard. And you can check that out um, in inside of the show notes. I'll link that up. So Chris, is there anything you wanted to add to that? No, I think you <laughs> I nailed it. I think you nailed it. And I, I don't want to drown people in information, but I think that was great. And those those different types of lead magnets are all things that we can do. Right. And they're all things that we should test and we should test through all of them in our business at some point. But we need to pick one and try it. And like like I said, we don't have to be perfect at it. We don't even have to be real good at it. Like and you and I talked about even even in the free plus shipping. Right. Like we had a terrible offer up front. Uh, it wasn't terrible. It just was not the ideal offer for our audience. And we knew that and we were still able to make it work. Right. And that informed the rest of, of what we're doing now in the free plus shipping and in, in trying to build some direct offers on our own. So the attention pillar guys is something that I think a lot of people struggle with Scott. Um, and it's not that difficult to get started. in. So for me, you know, my homework would be find somebody where they are, you know, figure out where they are, figure out how to talk to them and then figure out what they want. Mm. That would be the three things that I would write down immediately with that pen and paper. Okay. I'm going to add one more thing here. Go uh, for it. I'm going to add one more thing. And I, again, I'm not doing this to overwhelm you. I'm doing this to show you that there's a couple of different things that you could do. And the, the lead magnet is kind of like a tangible thing, right? It's something that they can, they can download, they can use, right? That's a way to attract them. But there's also something that you can do to attract and really build an audience. And we didn't really talk about this, Chris, but it, it's kind of like building your list or a little following that you can deliver value and then people will get to know, like, and trust you. So that's another way to attract people that 
might not necessarily give you their email address right now, but you can start to build, whether it's authority in a market or even just someone that is the reporter in the market or whatever. So I just want to give you guys, there's six ways to build your audience. And I actually did this as another whiteboard video. So I'm just going to, I'm going to blast through it really quickly. If you want to see the entire video, you can check it out in the show notes. I'll link up to that, but I titled this six ways to build and attract your audience um, and the different platforms that you can use to do this. So number one is YouTube. Okay, YouTube, you can get on there for free and you can start to build a subscriber base, right? So if you have a market that you think YouTube would, would play well with, then do it, right? Like, and you could do unboxing videos, you could do um, maybe reviews of different products, you could do your own products, you could do just tips, you can do five things you must know while going, uh, you know, on your next fishing trip, whatever, all right? Number two is blogging. Blogging is not dead, but uh, by the way, guys, uh, blogging is still a thing. And what we mean by that is just publishing content on a blog, and that's just basically a website where it's being indexed, meaning that uh, Google is, uh, is, is really seeing that as content, and then you could possibly come up when people search for certain things. So blogging is another great way of communicating with an audience and attracting the right people, and you would get some SEO, as we call it, or search engine optimization. But that's for another conversation, just giving you different ways that you can do this. If you like writing, blogging would be great for you. Um, three, Absolutely. yeah, three is Facebook, Facebook. Uh, you can do a page, you can do a group. And again, you can go there and just deliver value, right? Just show up, do Facebook lives. You can do Facebook video. You can just post daily with tips, whatever. It's another platform that you can use to build an audience. All right. And attract the right people. Four is Instagram. Instagram, another great platform. Your audience might be there. They might not. You need to understand that. And again, getting into the, you know, who they are and, and where they're hanging out, that's part of it, right? If they're on Instagram, it's probably where you want to be. So that's another channel. Number five is email. We talked about that, so I won't talk about that uh, anymore here, but email list building, and then you can communicate with that. And the cool thing about the email thing is, is what we're going to do eventually is we're going to need to drive these people to certain content that we create. Could be a YouTube, could be blog, could be Facebook, could be Instagram. Email will allow us to do that. So email is a big one. And then six, podcast. Uh, you're listening to this on a podcast. If you have a, a product or service or a brand that you think would lend itself uh, to a podcast, do it. Like, why not? Like, publish uh, an episode a week, right? So you'd have 52 episodes in a year. Same thing with YouTube. Publish, publish one a week. That's 52 because uh, you got 52 weeks, right? So 52 videos. There you go, right? You got content and it's not a lot of work. So pick one of them, right? Pick one of them that you think would do well in your market and go for it. That would be my advice to you. And again, so this is building an audience or attracting the right people. And then eventually we could then put our lead magnets in front of these people. And then they could possibly get on our email list or a list or a subscriber base of some kind. So we can communicate with them and move into the cultivation phase or the pillar. Uh, what do you want to add on that, Chris? I, I think that's important for people to understand because that's that's the other thing, right? And I would kind of say, Scott, that any of those content creation type things like blogging or YouTube can either fall into this stage or into cultivation, right? If we have a list, we should be doing those things, but we can also do those things to create a list and we can do those things for free without spending any money, just knowing that it will take us a little bit longer to start to build that trust and build that cultivation, right? If we do something like a giveaway, we can get 6,000 people on a list in a couple days or a couple weeks. Mm -hmm blogging and the YouTube stuff takes a little bit longer to take off. But if you look at what we did in the new brand, we did kind of those side by side, right? And we now add emails to our list and build our list every single day because people come and find the content that we put out for free. So that in and of itself acts as, as a lead magnet in this attract 
phase. We can do either of those. We can do both of those. And I want people to understand that if you don't want to spend any money on ads, you could build a brand that way. It just takes a lot longer, Mm. right? So pick something that you feel comfortable with, find where they are and then choose your approach. And those are the the things I think that people need to kind of distill down from that. We need to figure out where the people are. We need to figure out what we want to put in front of them and we need to figure out what they need. And if we have those three things, we can choose the approach that makes the most sense for us based on our skills or based on our capital or whatever we decide to base it on. Cool. Hey, do do me a favor. Why don't you share with people? Because I think it would be interesting to share like, you know, how we did it, but you know, how anyone can do it. How did we start from scratch and publish content. And then from there, what did that lead to as far as traffic numbers? Because again, we did that kind of as a, as just something secondary. We're like, you know what? We're creating content. We might as well go ahead and publish it. And we might as well start sending our email list an email once a week and directing them there. What has that done numbers wise? And maybe you can just even kind of outline that really quickly, just so people understand how simple it can be. And then the power and the traffic that can come a year later. Well, so a couple things here, Scott, I wanted to share the email numbers with you uh, anyway, and I had pulled these up before we got on. So right now our email list is 29,112 as of this recording. Okay. We have an average of a 21% open rate and a 3.73% click through rate. And as of yesterday, we sent exactly 1 million emails. Wow. Okay. (laughs) Which I did not know, uh, but I pulled this up when we were talking about what we were going to do here for some stuff that we have going on next week. Um, But in terms of the traffic stuff, I just thought you would get a kick out of that. And that's 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 the power. I mean, we've done that in essentially a year and three months Mm -hmm. um, as of recording this. So just over a year. And that's guys that has driven sales for us beyond kind of our wildest dreams. And for things like Prime Day and Black Friday and Cyber Monday, that is what will drive a lot of our sales initially. And those people will go out and they will multiply the number of people who see our offers because they'll share it on Facebook. They'll share it other places. But in terms of the content itself, Scott, like you said, and I'm, I'm trying to pull this up here on the fly. Uh, really, the reason that we started to do that up front was we wanted just a place to drive people to um, and to kind of go from there. But what that turned into was a whole lot of traffic for us. And I'm waiting on Google yeah, Analytics. Yeah, well, you know what? Let me, let me, while you're doing that, let me just say this. We call that our home base. And I talk a lot about that right. when I'm into our brand building tips and, you know, I'm doing the whiteboard stuff, right? Like, we have a home base. I think every business needs a home base, okay? And that home base for us is a website slash blog, meaning we can post content there. We can post our store stuff there. We can do anything we want there. It's ours, right? We can put a, a header graphic in if we want, if we want to have something that that is highlighted. Um, we can have a sidebar, which can feature different things, right? And once we start getting traffic there, organic traffic, which takes time, any SEO person will tell you it generally takes between six months to a year before you start seeing some steady traffic. And all we did was we would publish content once or twice a week with some images, with some details, right? And we would publish it there. And then we would also send an email, depending on how many we had on our email list at the time. And we would then direct people over there and then they would start to share it. They would start to get involved with it, right? And they would start to, uh, you know, hopefully get value from it and then let us know. And then also if they share it and we start getting links coming in from other people's blogs and resources, then that lets Google know that this is a pretty good asset that we should probably help promote or 
in SEO worlds, you know, start ranking for. Um, so that's basically, that was the strategy, right? We didn't really bank on us having any traffic numbers, but we are getting pretty good traffic now, a year later, that will continue to grow because it's starting to, to kind of build itself or its own traffic source. Um, so and that's, that's something that I think, again, Scott, like we talked about in this thing, like we're not doing any active SEO. We're not doing, we're simply publishing content, right? Right. That's all we're doing. The content is, is pretty good. It's not amazing. Mm -hmm. It's not revolutionary, right? We could, we could do a lot better, but we don't need to right now. Right. And as we start to refine it, we've definitely found some things that work better for us. And so we're doing more of those. And, you know, like you and I always say, do more of what works and less of what doesn't. But in the last, uh, the last, what did I say? 15 months or so, um, we've had 512,000 unique visitors. Nice. Um, now about half of those came from social or emails that we sent or something like that. But the other half, 239,000 came from organic search. Mm. Those are people that we probably would not have reached otherwise. And I think that's important for people to understand because we're now passively attracting people, right? This stuff is up and it's, going to be there forever. So as people start to search around, as we start to address that other 97% of the market, right, whether they're, they already have some products, whether they're brand new to the market, right, wherever they are in that stage, we're able to start to get the brand in front of them so that when they reach that 3% ready to purchase portion, that we are the first brand that comes to mind. Mm -hmm. And if you look at this time last year, Scott, we had, uh, about 15,000 monthly visitors. Um, and last month we had 45,000. So mm. we're up, th what is that, 300%? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. We're up three times where we were at, at this same point last year. Mm. And, you know, here, here's what I want to also highlight here. Uh, we're talking about the A in pace, right? Attention, right? And you're going to be getting attention if you are attracting the right people, right? So how does this play into that? Well, if people are searching on Google how to catch more bass in a cold pond and I have an article that's written on my blog, then I'm attracting the right people, right? Because they've done a search and now they're landing on my page. So they're probably the right person in my market. So now if I have something on my page that interests them, they may go buy it or they may go share it, right? So again, this is, this is part of the attention stage, and it's just an example I wanted to share with you on how you can do it, and there's various ways you can do it, right? You can do YouTube. Like, we haven't even really started to grow our YouTube uh, channel, which we should and which we will, but we've been really focusing on that part of it and also the e-commerce side and all that, but this is just one way that you're able to go out there and grab attention, and it's something that is an asset, going back to assets in the P, this is an asset, right? We have a home base. We have traffic coming in now. We have a place we can drive people. People are starting to become familiar with us. If people are on Amazon and they want to check out our brand, they can go to a website and they can see that. They feel more comfortable with that. And then also, once they land on our on our blog, this is just a little ninja tip, and it's also something a little bit more advanced, but then we can also Facebook pixel them, and then we can create a lookalike audience, and we can do all of those cool things, right, if we attract the attention of the right people. And that's what we're talking about here. So um, is there anything else you want to wrap up with? 
yeah, I just I, I wanted to share something really fast about the the home base and the blog. And, you, you know, you sure. and I mentioned that that is a way that we can kind of passively build attention. And we're getting these people here. And you, you just mentioned that, you know, if we have something that's interesting to them, maybe we can get them to buy it at that point without having to do without having to do much. Or maybe we can get them to at least get on our email list. And, you know, we said we had what, 500,000 visits, mm -hmm. right, uh, over the last year. And about seven or eight months ago, we actually put up something that if people were interested, they could opt in to, right? Now, again, we're not going to get as many emails from something this passive as we are from trying to do a giveaway or putting something out where we're actively going after those emails. But Scott, we've we've generated almost 3,000 emails nice. from that that passive email capture on the blog, which is really just... A, a piece of content that they give us their email address in exchange. For. Yeah. It's kind of like the PDF download that we talked about. Right. Yeah. It literally, that's literally what it is. Yeah. Um, and we're, we're generating between three and five emails a day without doing anything. And it doesn't cost right. us a penny. It doesn't cost us anything. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. That's again. And uh, you know, like we could probably go in there and optimize that, right? We could probably, oh, we, absolutely could, yeah. we could actually, you know, do better. We could probably even improve our SEO. We could probably do better with our backlinks and internal stuff. But guess what? We're not going to right now because we're focusing on other areas. But even by doing this, just kind of, you know, sort of kind of doing it, you're still seeing, you're, you're still seeing that there's results here, right? And that's 80, that's 80% of this phase, right? Is yeah. like, go do it. And then figure out what's working and do more of that and yeah. do less of what doesn't. Right? Absolutely. And it, it's that's the biggest hurdle for people, I think. And I, I mentioned this earlier. People get hung up on I have to do it perfectly. Right. Every piece of content that I write has to be perfectly optimized. Nothing that we've written is perfectly optimized. Mm. We're not going out. We're not doing the quote unquote SEO stuff other than like really, really basic things like, I don't know, making sure that when we refer to something that it's the way that the audience would refer to it. Right. So that when they actually go to Google to search for it, that we might show up. Um, it doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be great. It just has to be there and mm. we can always improve upon it. Right. And that's, that's the thing I think that a lot of people miss. If you go back and look at the first content, the first email, the first ad that we ran to this market, it's not good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but yeah. As we started to understand the way that people talk, the things that they're interested in and how we should talk to them, all of that stuff has gotten better. And guess what? A year from now, it's going to be better than it is now. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, cool. So let me kind of wrap up here. And again, I want you guys to get pad, uh, a pad of paper and a pen and put ink to paper. I want you to do that. But you can see now it's kind of all coming together, right? If we can identify who our market is, where they are located, and what can attract them, we can do a whole bunch of cool things in our businesses, right? And we can continue to refine that and improve it, test things, right? And we can also then take that and bring it over into the P, you know, the, the preparation right? And the foundation of our brand. And then we can also, when we move into the cultivation, we can take that information and we can bring it over there as well. So it's really important that you understand these are really interlaced nicely together. And anything that you do inside of one of these can improve your business again at different levels, but it will definitely, definitely get a little bit more of a clearer picture for you and your business, the direction and the plan moving forward. So Chris, is there anything you want to end with or wrap up with before we final? finalize this episode. No, I think I'm good. 
Okay, cool. So guys, here's what I want to do. I want to remind you of the show notes. The show notes can be found at theamazingseller.com forward slash 546. You're definitely going to want to grab these because there's going to be a lot of links that I've referred to and uh, you're probably going to want to go through some of those additional trainings, the whiteboard videos, the list building workshop that we did. Also, if you missed part one, I'll have that linked up in there as well. And then also the overview of the PACE method and the four pillars to building a successful brand that will last. All right, guys. So that is it. That is going to wrap up this episode. Remember, as always, I'm here for you. I believe in you and I'm rooting for you, but you have to, you have to come on, say it with me, say it loud, say it proud. Chris is going to say it with me on the count of three. One, two, three, take Take action. action. Have an awesome, amazing day, guys. And I'll see you right back here on the next episode.